The Smart Comedy Show was originally broadcast on Sound Art Radio. For more programming, visit soundartradio.org. Welcome to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio. Uh, I'm James. Usually my co-host David would be next to me, but uh, he's actually not here. Some listeners may know that uh, it's actually my birthday coming up quite soon, in a couple of months. And uh, I thought it would be a great time to give David a, a chance to, you know, have some alone time, make a couple of preparations, maybe even plan a party for me, because I don't think he's ever done it for me. I've done it a couple of times for him, um, put him over that way. But um, yeah, he's never, never really done it for me. I'm starting to think he doesn't actually know where my birthday is. Hopefully he will take the hint. I made my excuses and left quite abruptly, really. Uh, I know I've been hiding out ever since, you know, refused his calls. His uh, faxes, his um, his letters, his emails. I think he even at one point I, I heard that he had actually started a bounty on my head to try and track me down. But um, obviously, oh no, no, not going to give in. Bit of a cold war situation going on, really, because uh, I won't give in and he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. And needless to say, the show must go on and will go on. Unfortunately, I haven't got any of my notes with me. I uh, put them in a kind of nice briefcase and. Uh, when I said I was leaving uh, David, he um, he didn't wait for me to explain anything. He just grabbed the briefcase that was in my hand. He said, with a tear in my eye and a dagger on my back, I uh, I will see you when I see you, James. See you down the road. Instantly ran back, because then obviously he wanted to know what I was doing, but by then I had gone. So yeah. Unfortunately though, that does mean there's not much of a show because um, he's left me with the equipment. And uh, yeah, a bit weird, because I don't really know what to do. For the show now, obviously usually I would make a joke, David would perhaps laugh or, you know, smirk or, or you know, try and start some sort of business on the side, some sort of side hustle, is usually what we use the show for. Um, but yeah, none of that this, this time. <sighs> Don't really know what to do, I guess we'll just um, have some sketches. Hey you, you're looking too blue. Hey Blue, talking to you, it's the Quick Smart Comedy Show, it's the Quick Smart Comedy Show on SoundDot, SoundDot Radio.
Quick smart. The quick smart. The quick smart. Come on a show. Good evening and welcome to Cooking with Dennis. The cooking show with Dennis. Uh, as this is the one year anniversary, we'll have a special guest. Today, we'll be cooking Cock Foster Hot Pot. For this, I assume you'll need a cock, uh, some fosters, and a hot pot in which to cook it. I used several different pots as to see which one I could get hottest. I tried using a plant pot, but it bust. The pot got quite hot. If you're not prepared to get your pot this hot, you should not make a Cock Foster's Hot Pot. Next, the cock. I chose to use a chicken. First, I put it in the hot pot, which was already very hot as it was the pot. Glaze the chicken gently. Make sure you beat the chicken up a bit first so as to tenderize it also. I like to use a claw hammer. Other people, a rubber mallet. Next, the sauce. Anything brown will do for the sauce. If it's not yet liquid, simply melt it in your incredibly hot pot. You can put all sorts in there, plastics, leather, evidence. Find something large enough for the lid. I've used this dustbin lid for mine and then leave it to stew for approximately four hours. Whilst we're waiting for that to stew, let's give our special guest a bell. It's Dredger, the lorry driver. Dredger is tipped as one of the top Cock Foster Hot Pot connoisseurs in the UK. Let's ring him now. It's ringing. Dredger! How you doing, Dredge? Mitchell, yeah, alright, mate, yeah, sorry, can't talk. I'm alright, mate, yeah, I'm just driving along. Today we've been cooking the uh, Cock Foster Hot Pot, your speciality. Tell us about seasoning, Dredger. What are we putting for seasoning? Sorry, Mitchell, I've got to go. I'm just about to get to the factory, mate. I'm just about to drop off the gear. That's all right, don't worry. I'm running a radio show over here, and I managed to use a telephone perfectly well. No, oh, Mitchell, I've just missed the junction. I was talking to you about cockfosters. I missed the junction. I've got to go back now. Why do you, why do you keep phoning me about food? And, oh, Mitchell, I've crashed it. I've just crashed the lorry. I've just crashed my lorry. Oh, no, some cars just sitting to the side of me. Oh, for God's sake! Oh, God, no, the cops have just pulled up! No! No, officer, no, what me? It was it, I was on the phone to him! No, I know! I know I shouldn't be on the phone, I was telling him! I know! I was just getting off the phone! I told him I shouldn't have been on the phone! Well, that's Dredge. Um... Well, I expected that phone call to last a lot longer. I was hoping it would last in at least the four hours it takes to stew the cockpot. So, I'll just serve it up as it is! Well, the chicken's still pink, but that should be fine. Bit of salmonella never hurt anyone. That's infused nicely. Coming up in future episodes, home brewing. We'll be doing wine, ale, beer, lager, and slow gin. Failing that, we should do a class in how to smuggle large amounts of alcohol across the border. Welcome to What Yonders with me, Professor Ryan Fox. Enter my rocket ship and join me on a romp through the known universe. Look, here comes Saturn. Oh, Jupiter's fast approaching. Mercury, we've gone too far. Back around now, back around. Now we've arrived on terra firma. Hop into my ship and let's go back up into space and back out into the wild frontier.
Joining us on this adventure is my good companion, the onboard computer, Glick. Let's ponder the wonders of what's yonder. On today's episode of What Yonders, we will be attempting the ancient art of alchemy as we attempt to turn this charred carbon into gold. Now this is something which has been repeatedly debunked over the centuries. It's impossible and anyone with an ounce of scientific knowledge would know that it's absolute garbage. Which brings me nicely to my co-host for today. I'd like to introduce Mr. Aidan Quarter, who, it says here, plays Sergeant Diglett Forrester on Starcore. What channel is it on, Aidan? Oh, that's on the B, right? On the, on the Really? Okay, my notes were very wrong. I'm sure you'll be a great asset to the show. Oh, thanks very much. Because they asked me what I wanted to do, and I was like, well, on the show, right, I'm stuck in, like, the brig, right, and um, there's, like, all these Cardaxians, and they're, like, taking over the ship, and I, like, replicate up, like, this bomb, right? And it's like this hydro bomb, and I put it under like one of their seats. The one the bomb goes off, it creates like this, um, this like black hole, right? But using the replicator to do it, it's like not like a real one. So it's like it just like reverses time, and everything gets got undone. Aiden, if I'm honest, I don't know where to begin with that. What's a hydro bomb to start with? Why would there be water in a bomb? Secondly, a bomb wouldn't create a black hole because it wouldn't have enough energy. You can't go back in time. I've never heard of a Clardaxian. Poetic license, I'll give you that. A bit of fiction never hurt anyone. Glick, you were a big fan of Hal? Sorry, I was just getting on with the actual experiment because I was just, you know, mixing those two compounds there, grounding up the wheat, you know, it's all good so far. Where did you get the wheat from? <laughs> it's my own. Right, so how far have you got with the alchemy, Aiden? So I've just got my own concoction and right. that's conducting the, the protons from the gold to the metal and well, no, there's no gold yet. We're trying to make gold out of... We're not trying to turn gold into charcoal. It's charcoal into gold. Oh, what's all that, what's all that light coming off that then, eh? Sorry, no, I think actual PhD trumps fictitious sergeant. Not to split hairs with you, Aiden. I mean, you're bald, so... If I'm honest, Aiden, I'm not sure. The concoction's glowing. It's become luminous. I don't think you've made gold. I think you've made... Uranium. So should I be rubbing it all over my face? No, no, Aiden, don't don't rub it all over your face. We need to preserve this, maybe take it to a laboratory where they can dispose of it carefully. And I don't think the best thing to do is put it in your pocket to show all your castmates on Shadow Core, whatever you work on. <laughs> Aiden. Aiden. Well, I think Aiden managed to create some man-made uranium. Now he's dead. Today we've had quite an extraordinary episode. I've just told Glick to phone the ambulance and looks like it falls to my shoulders to continue with the show. And it also looks like I'll be taking over the role of Sergeant Diglett Forrester on StarCore. Join me Mondays to Fridays on the BBC 9.30 till 10.30. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm really peckish. What, what have you, what have oh, you got in there? Oh man, I, you know what I feel like is some of that, some of that brand new pancake-ish. Pancake-ish! When you budgeted for some fun but don't want to spend a ton, it's... Pancake-ish! It's a little bit pancakey, a little bit-ish extra. Pancake-ish! When you want to eat pancakes but you don't like pancakes, it's... Pancake-ish! Pancake-ish! Mmm, that's a pancake! Subject to availability, terms and conditions apply.
Welcome back to Monday Night Live with me, BB, Bobby Benson, alongside me, Terry, the King Brawler. We got the rattlesnake limping around the ring. He looks like he's got something to get off his chest, King. Here's the rattlesnake. Oh, brother. Last night, at the Rumble. Great night. I had to go 20 minutes one-on-one with the fattest loser I've ever seen for the world title. And guess what? I come out on tops once again. So I go out and celebrate with a couple of birds. And guess what, Rattlesnake? Tonight, the same piece of human garbage has got another title shot. He's had a tough time. I'll give him that, King. I got a dead man. He's six feet under, coming up, trying to crucify me on Monday Night Live. His insane burnt brother missing a voice box saying, mm, Rattlesnake. What? Huh? What'd you say? Turns out, the SOP, he doesn't want a match with me. He doesn't want a match with the rattlesnake. No, he just wants to cover me head to toe in blood. Blood dripping down from the ceiling. Cover me head to toe in eight pounds of blood. What a mess, baby. I'm glad I didn't have to clean that up. King, let him finish. And after that ordeal, heading to the car with Debs. And guess what? Rattlesnake is a fat Samoan trying to run me down in his SUV. Bam goes my leg. Tears in my eye, thinking, will I ever walk again? Well, not a moment later. Debs runs in, says she's got a fax from the chairman. It said, Rattlesnake, tonight you're going one-on-one with the big judgment in a rematch for your world title. And guess what? I don't care if you're crippled. If you don't fight, you're fired. Damn him! Damn him straight to hell, that evil chairman! This guy should be in bed for God's sake! He's the chairman! The world champ! He's gonna wrestle! Well, I know, but look at him, man. He can barely stand. If it was me, I'd rather be in bed with his wife, Dibs. Woohoo! Puppy! King, can you calm down? I'm sick to death of this ridiculousness, and I'm sick to death of this hostile work environment. He's right! Where's Jim? And I'm gonna get my beers. I'm gonna stumble out of this ring on my crutches and I'm going home with my world title in my back. Well, King, the chairman's gone and done it now. The rattlesnake's out home and Monday Night Live's lost its champion. Stay tuned for a non-title match. Hey, you, listener, it's me, Stephen Knight. Stephen Knight. Do you like explosions, adrenaline, fire, water, earth, wind? And you must come and see me, Stephen Nine, world-renowned stuntman, thrill-seeker, adrenaline junkie. You've seen me scale the Great Wall of China. I'm a dead. You've seen me attempt to hike Jacob's Ladder. And now, for one night only, attempt my most daring trick yet. I've broken bones. I've lost hair. I'd scrape my skin. Come down and visit me at the Southwest. Cash on the door.
your one opportunity to witness the greatest daredevil on his nine times out of ten tour. If you want to see a man nearly die in your local neighborhood, then come down to the... A car park outside the Steak and Gammon Playhouse, Junction 9 of the A4, follow the signs for the sewage treatment works. And witness the carnage. Tickets limited, be sure to book early. But tickets only on the door. The man with nine lives, Stephen Nine. Is your granny old? Past it. Ancient? Has she seen better days? Does she tell you about them all the time? It's not easy having to look at a constant reminder of your own mortality, is it? And in the present financial climate, I bet you could do without the expense of your gran on birthdays and Christmases. I've got two grands! It's just not financially viable! Well don't panic! We've got the solution! Cash for Gran! Gives you cash for your old gran! Just tag Sal Gran to 88452 now and we'll tell you what we think she's worth. If you agree with the price, we'll send you a prepaid envelope within 18 working days! All you have to do is stick her in the envelope and pop her in the post. It's that simple. Sell your grand now! Oh god damn, I'm sick of this work environment. I got a busted leg trying to walk down to the goddamn ringside. Welcome back to Monday Night Live, folks. We're here with the rattlesnake. He's trying to make his way out of the arena, but he can't quite make his way up the ramp. He's leaning on his crutches, but he's got a broken leg, broken foot, broken coccyx, and he might be breaking his contract tonight if he doesn't fight in the title match. Got some pain. Got a bad hip. My groin's shot. Got a broken heart, too. Been divorced four times. Order. Order. Silence in court. Oh boy, oh man, BB, here comes trouble. He must not like what he heard backstage. One way he's got to see the rattlesnake. I take issue with what you say, rattlesnake. You think you're leaving here tonight with the title in your bag? No, it'll be around my waist. Why? Back in my day when I had the title in my hands, I was hanged in the ring by a vampire. Hanged by my very throat. Left there for 13 hours till the next morning when the cleaners came in and had to let me down. Escape. My spine was broken in seven places, but yet I receive a telegram from the chairman saying I must wrestle that night in Madison Square Garden. Hey, guess what, Rattlesnake? After your title match tonight against the big judge man, well, guess what? You're going one-on-one -on -one with the dead man in a Hell in a Cell match for the title. Well, I'm thinking, okay, I can barely move, but what? One, two, three, I'm going to come out again on top. Big deal, Rattlesnake. After my hammer of justice falls upon your balding head, I've got to pop next door to defend my title against a couple of midgets from Iowa in an inferno match. Against the midgets and the eighth wonder of the world, the steroid-ridden woman. Even her puppies got biceps, BB. And I'm sick to death of hearing your voice, you fat piece of human garbage. Why don't you bring your fat ass down to this ring 
and I'll kick your ass. One, two, three. If it's a fight you want, Rattlesnake, you've got it. Look at him go, baby. He's slower than a snail. What do you expect, King? A man's got a broken neck. He's got a neck brace on, supporting seven broken vertebrae. I mean, I'm surprised a man can even crawl to the ring like he is. Watch out, Grandma. He's going to overtake you. You're going to have to move faster than that, USOP. Come on, come down to my ring. I'm going to put my crutches to one side. He's getting there now. He's halfway down to you. The rattlesnake, he's trying to climb out the ring. He's got his crutch caught in the turnbuckle. He's falling. He's hit his head. These two knuckleheads couldn't find their way of a paper bag, BB. Well, it's not a bag I want to be in, King. Would you want to fight these guys? Even if they can't stand up? Or breathe without a respirator? Stick around for a title match. Oh, here we go again. Oh, nothing to eat. Off. No time, but nothing to eat. When you, what are we going to do? I just can't believe it. Hey, boys! How about some of that pancake-ish? Pancake-ish. You don't have to add eggs or milk or anything, else just Pancake-ish. Cause it looks like a pancake, but don't smell like a pancake, it's Pancake-ish. Two parts pancake, 98% I don't know. Pancake-ish. Pancake-ish. Take all the little gristly bits out first. Subject to availability, pounds and conditions fly. Welcome back to Monday Night Live with me, Lean Gene. I'm with the dangerous immigrant, Annie McLeod. Annie, you have something to get off your chest. What is it? Lean Gene, I've got something to say about Billion Dollar Bill. He struts around here flashing his cash. He wanders around this place like he can buy anyone in the Federation. And he has, to be honest, to be fair, he's bought up most of them. But he hasn't bought up the dangerous immigrant. I'm far too old to be purchased by a man like Bill. I've been around the block one too many times, Lean Gene. Do you know, Bill, why they call me the dangerous immigrants? It's because I'm from another country, Bill! Sure, Bill, in the past, your money has foiled my plans. That one time when I had you in the four-leaf clover, but the ref didn't recognize you tapping out and instead counted me out to ten, even though I was in the middle of the ring. Then, sure, you paid off the judge in the custody battle for my son, so I no longer have an immediate family. And you flashed your cash in front of my gardener and paid him off and made him into a spy so he heard all the rude things I was saying in private about my son and then you packaged it up for evidence in the custody battle in the courtroom and to top it all off I'm saddened by the loss of the son which I don't like much anyway I'm trying to drown my sorrows I go to the opera I'm sat up in the stalls because I can't afford a good seat I look down what do I see Bill? I see Billion Dollar 
Bill sat in the premium seats wearing his giant dollar bill hat obscuring my view of the tenors. That's the point of Opera Bill. It's multi-sensory media. Me forefathers, they are from a little place called Ireland. I don't know if you know a lot about the Emerald Oil Bill, but I'll tell you this. Where I'm from, we've got a different kind of green to here in America. You walk around flashing your green, flashing your money, flashing your dollar. I'll be flashing at you a different kind of green, an Irish green, a four-leaf clover. When I put you in my finishing move, the four-leaf clover at Summer Smash, you will tap out. And you won't be able to buy your way out of that unless you buy the referee again. Now here is a message for you, Billion. I'm coming out of early retirement and I'll be dragging me bad hip, me battered knees and my two remaining fingers and I'll be pointing all of them at you, Bill. You will be going down by the end of this Sunday, Bill. You will be bankrupt! Annie McLeod, the dangerous immigrant. My God, he's magnificent. You can smell it from here, folks. You've got a classic fight on your hands. In one corner, it's money, and in the other, dignity. And when they're head-to-head, folks, there's only one survivor. Your pleasure this Sunday at Summer Smash. So warm up your fingers, folks, to dial in to order the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Secrets? Cover-ups? Hidden power? You think you know the whole story? Well, think again. This is the uh, Paul McCartney's Conspiracy Theories. Sorry, Sir Paul McCartney's I've been a beetle, a wing, I've been a farm owner. Now I think it's time it's uh, you got the whole story. I've heard things that blow your mind. I see things that blow your mind. I will blow your mind. Apparently I'm dead. Well, I'm not. I'm here. I'm Paul. This week on the Theory of Conspiracy, Paul turns his head to the skies. This one's probably going to be the hardest one I've ever had to bust. Did Neil Armstrong really land on the moon? Or was it one big conspiracy? All I know is that I've never been to the moon and I didn't land on it, so, you know, anything's up for debate. I tried to speak to rumoured director Stanley Kubrick, who apparently directed the fake moon landing, but he's dead. Next up was Tricky Dick himself, also dead. It thickens. Paul's heard murmurings that there may be information down in Portsmouth. Uh, we're just rummaging around, you know, at the, the ports of Portsmouth, just looking for, you know, a wreckage of the, uh, the the space capsule's landing back on Earth. A local docker approaches Paul. Uh, yeah, nice to meet you. What's your name? Greg. Cug. Greg Cug? Oh, uh, nice to meet you, Mr. Cug. Yeah, we're just looking for, uh, you know, pieces of the moon landing uh, rover mission on return. We thought maybe, you know, might be washed up in Portsmouth. Nah, oh, it's, the old, uh, it's the old Southampton lot that are running that old conspiracy theory. You wanna go out of Southampton, mate? Paul follows his nose to Southampton. The same man approaches Paul. Oh, here's... Hey, Greg, what are you doing back here? Yeah, I, I couldn't say uh, in Portsmouth, because uh, they were like, you know, conspiracy theories. But in Southampton, you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, common knowledge that man didn't land on the moon. Fakes, wasn't it? You know, because uh, Neil Armstrong, he, 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 I think he actually worked in a dry cleaners, didn't he? Yeah, that's one of the theories, you know. Yeah, it's actually got a Neil Armstrong lookalike, obviously. Not many people knew what he looked like, but they got a lookalike. Feel, feel Armstrong, they got him in. He, um, he went to the, you know, what did they do, in a parking lot or warehouse or something? And, um, yeah, did it. Pretty, pretty well, I think, you know. 
Well, um, I can tell the difference. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the aliens faked it. It was aliens that landed on the moon. When the south coast bears no fruit, Paul heads north and slightly west. Yeah, we were off to Cardiff, you know, to chase aliens, see what they're going to say for themselves for faking the moon landing. Dazed and confused, Paul has stumbled into a field. Could this be the conspiracy theory that finally breaks him? Yeah, just looking around this field, you can't really see any aliens. It's it's dark, it's at night, you know. Well, what I'm hoping is that just an alien vessel comes down. Oh my god, there's a lot of light coming in. Ah, see those beams? Just get the recorder on that. I guess you can't record light, but yeah, it's very bright. Mesmerised by the light of the vehicle, Paul thinks he stumbled across an ancient alien race. You're my land, Paul! Oh, you speak English? Oh, not my native tongue, but I speak a bit, you know? Oh, actually, no, I can see it now. Yeah, that's just a Land Rover, it's not a spaceship. You got a permit? No, but I'm just trying to find out if the moon landings are fakes. This is one conspiracy that may never be solved. Oh, aye, they were. It's been solved. Conspiracy busted! No, you, <laughs> again, Paul, I think you've... I think you've proved up this. You've proved it. You proved it, didn't you? It didn't. I know it didn't. Join us next time on Paul McCartney's theory of conspiracy. Got an old sitcom, ancient. So last year. Do you want some money for it? Dosh. Readies. Wonga. And follow these simple steps. One. Write a sitcom. Two. Wait 10 years! 3! Send it in to Channel Dave and wait for your post in the check! Check every day! Check twice daily! Check three times daily! 50 pounds! 100 pounds! 150 pounds! Cool! And it helps the environment! Find out what your old sitcom's worth at channeldave.com! That's channeldave.com! Tune in to Sound Art Radio's hottest new show. Or should I say, coldest? Alright, Bo. Oh, Jonesy. I can't feel my fan, Bo. It's got a frostbite. I can't see! Revived for only seven minutes a month from their deep freeze, Jonesy and the Bull. You see the football, eh, Bo? Of course I did. Speaking of which, if there's grass on the pitch, Jonesy. If I'm on, Bo, I'll play 90 minutes. No subs. <laughs> Look at she's not on. <laughs> Listen in to their newest segment, Bull and the Babes. And here it is, Bull's Babe of the Month, Jennifer Lawrence. Unfortunately, we couldn't get her in the studio, so here are a bunch of birds what look a bit like her. We got Sophie, Tina, Tanya, the Hunger Babes. Tune in this month for a chance to win a year's supply of Ginster's Pasty and the 1999 January edition of Wedding Tackle magazine. Special guest edited by Jonesy and the Bull. Come join the boy! With me, Jonesy. And the Bull. Gibbons. I am the key and founding member of Shallow Boat. I've learned to play every single instrument that you would care to learn. This is the intro to my series, Learning to Play. Hello, fellow music lovers. It's me, Larry Gibbons, your fellow human instructor, and you join me from my home and abode. Today we're going to be playing and learning how to play one of the least played instruments, um, which I think is an insult to the instrument, and the object itself. It is a human comb. 
and as, as you learn to play, I'll be playing too, and we'll form some sort of mutual respect. Now, usually, this in this household object, or if if you live in a barn, a barn object is used to comb hair. What many people don't know is that it can also be used to play music. You get a thumb, finger, or toe, and you run it up and down the feckles, I think they're called, of the comb. Usually, each feckle will be uh, producing a different chord. Now, that's only if you have bought the rather expensive and altered version of a comb that I make. Now, what I do is I wire each feckle up to a car battery. Each different car battery is producing some sort of electromagnetic field. Now, this field's harmonic frequency is what produces the different chords. You got your A chord, your B chord, your D minor, and your F major 7. These are your four major chords. And as I say before, you take your finger four from finger or toe and you place it on a feckle. You want to run down asymmetrically across the comb. And that will produce some sort of harmonic or uh, indigenous frequency to the place or position you're in. Now let's talk protective gear. You must at all times be wearing both leather gloves and heat conducting boots that are made of steel or leather to make sure that you don't accidentally get fried. And now is the time that you've all been waiting for a demonstration by a master comer. Now let's let's just, you know, plug it in. But the car battery's on. There we go. Put put in the uh, stock cap boots. There we go. Or did I say not to wear stock cap boots? Well, I put them on now, so I'll be fine. Right, now let's play the A chord. Uh, here we go, just gonna let it charge. Now, what you really want is to let it charge so much so that you can see sparks fly from the comb. Right, that's really, that's really flying now, yeah. Yeah, the lights flicker in there, it's taking up all the juice. Yep, that's right. The whole, the whole caravan's moving now. The bathing boat's flying open, the shower's gone off. Dishes are smashing. Really shaking up a storm. Okay, here we go. Now, grab the comb in one hand and put your forefinger on the first feckle. Do you like dogs? Of course you do. Only weirdos don't like dogs. But you're probably too busy and important to have one of your own. But don't worry, we've got the solution. Rat dogs! Rat dogs are the perfect pet you never realised existed. 
compact and independent, these furry little fellows basically look after themselves. Rat dogs! Live in the city? You're halfway to being the proud owner of a rat dog already. Just leave your door open for long enough and one's bound to come in. Rat dogs! These natural scavengers are the little bit of dog you've always wanted. I call mine Bianca. I haven't seen mine for weeks. Ours bite the postman. Now he's dead. <laughs> Rat dogs. The perfect pet for every modern household. This advert was brought to you by the British Rodent Control Association. Rat dogs are just common rats, not dogs. Any confusion is down to the listener and not the fault of the BRCA. The BRCA will not be held accountable for any structural damage to your property or the spread of diseases these animals may carry. My name's Linguinius, king under the rainbow, and the luckiest leprechaun left alive. I'm a paranormal investigator, and along with my trusty dictaphone, I'll be exploring Britain's most haunted places. This is the show where I investigate the paranormal, the strange, the weird, the downright quirky. And if you believe in the paranormal, I'm ready to let you believe in me. Linguinius! Good evening, listeners. Um, I know, you know, usually I would be going to see a client and I'd be, you know, doing a bit of investigating for them and sorting out their problems. But, bit unusual, my diary's been empty this week. I haven't got a single client. So I thought, you know, if trouble won't come to me, I'll go to trouble. Blinguinius! Listeners, you join me this week as I will be hosting a communication with the other side. I am talking the dead, the undead, those in limbo, purgatory, whatever may be on the other side, I will be communicating with them. I have set up a small Ouija board in my living room, but I won't be alone. I've invited over a good friend of mine, Patty Stone, and we're gonna try to speak to the dead. Well, it's good to have you here, Patty. That's right, Patty Stone, right here. Right with you. Now... Patty, I believe that you are a frequent user of the Ouija board. But when you do a Ouija board, the thing is, you've got to keep going. It could take hours, could take days, months. You never know, you know? It could, sorry, what? It could take months. That's right, yes. Right, well, I've, I've only got a sort of a small slot, so, do you know, you, you can't, minutes. You can't rush a spirit, you know, they come through. Got to take their time, if they want to take their time. Right, well... We've only got a few minutes, you know, what, what can we really achieve with that? Okay, alright, yes, 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 we could probably get, um, two, maybe three letters. We could get, you know, many phrases are just three letters, aren't they, you know? LOL, WTF, we could, you know, get a laugh or some boredom out of the, uh, out of the spirit. Here's the first one, E. Right, E. Write that down. E. Okay. That was quite quick, I'm hoping maybe they're gonna say something nice Ooh. and fast. E. We've got our first vowel. Waiting. Hopefully, Paddy will be able to get another letter. Looks we... like, look like, looks like he's heading for F. Is it? Is that confirmed? Looks like he's going for it. Could could be a consonant, folks. First consonant of the of the show. Just just think of all the words you could have with those, eh? Yeah. Well, what could he be saying? You know. So E F. You know, efficient, effective, effluent, efit. Oh no, that would have that might have a dash in it. I'm not sure. Oh well, we're out of time. Anyone out there, you know, if one of your loved ones, maybe they were called Effie or something, maybe they're trying to say their name at you, well, through through Patty and me, and then to you. So, hopefully you can take some solace in that. E.F. Good night, everyone. Blinguinius! Should you need me to investigate anything in your local area, send me a page. Me number's 555-793-829. Okay! 
Well, I'm Paul, and I'm here to say, Rapsilians couldn't keep me away. I'm a likely lad from Liverpool, replaced in his prime by a guy named Paul. I hope you're enjoying this sick beat. Kanye, you feel me right? Oh, yeah, 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 oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kanye West there. McCartney shoots, McCartney scores, McCartney wins, McCartney is great! Yeah! McCartney! And Kanye! West! He's a rapper! So am I! Uh, yeah, well I'm done now Mr. West sir, so uh... Here's some other things that I like. Uh, this sick beat. Partying like it's 1989. Nice to meet you. Where you been? Cause we never go out of style. Could show you. Incredible. Things. Silence in court. Prosecution will now open the case against Stan Lee. Mr. Lee, you have been accused of ten counts of murder, one account of arson, and numerous counts of copyright infringement. How do you plead? Guilt, innocent. Mr. Lee, where were you on the evening of the 22nd of June, 2008? The year was 1962. I had just invented Isambard Kingdom Brunel. This was going to be a new series of comic books in which inventors would solve crime. And I thought, how can I improve this? And then it struck me. I'll make it a team comic book. But not like any other team. Normally you have one or two really intelligent scientist or inventor type characters. But I thought, no. I'm going to lose my job anyway soon. I may as well take a chance. So, I went Mr. Down. Lee, please get to the point. Okay. I thought, I'll have Isambard Kingdom Brunel, and then who else could I have? Then struck me, Sir Isaac Newton, the inventor of gravity, this new concept I'd come up with recently. Then I thought, who else? Maybe a political character like Maggie Thatcher as the female token part. The question was, Mr. Lee, where were you on the 22nd? Well, now you mention it, I was testing out computer games at this new computer game testing place they had invented. Please answer the question. It was really good. You could sit there and play these computer games. You're but rambling again, Mr. Lee. But I realized something when I was there, and it really, really Your attempts to avoid the question are becoming I don't know annoying. I anyone else has ever realized this before, but... Bugger it, Mr. Lee. Finish your ramblings later. This is important. I don't know if anyone's ever noticed before, I have, that when you play these computer games, you can actually become the characters. Move around and, and talk and be them. Even the woman! This is completely irrelevant. You really need to get to the point. It's completely relevant. Like in 1962, when I invented toothpaste. This came four years prior to the invention of the toothbrush. Mr. Lee, I'll hold you in contempt of this court. Please answer the question. I'll answer my own questions. Mr. Lee, when did you invent politics? Oh, the year was 1962. Jack Burns and I had just finished coming up with hair. You must answer the question. I, must, I insist. Quiet, Thor! I'm in the middle of a discussion here with Stan Lee. Answer the question. I'm answering the questions. We had invented 
James over James. Answer the question. Hell, so we invented that afterwards. Answer the question. Why did I murdered him with a hammer, Thor? And then I got his eyes. And then I buried him next to Captain America, who had recently been killed off in a controversial move. Security, lock this fiend away. I don't want to hear any more of your rubbish. I had just invented kicking and screaming. I'm going to do it now. Welcome to What Yonders with me, Professor Ryan Fox. Enter my rocket ship and join me on a romp through the known universe. Look, here comes Saturn. Oh, Jupiter's fast approaching. Mercury, we've gone too far. Back around now, back around. Now we've arrived on terra firma. Hop into my ship and let's go back up into space and back out into the wild frontier. Joining us on this adventure is my good companion, the onboard computer, Glick. Let's ponder the wonders of what's yonder. Welcome listeners to today's episode of What's Yonder with me, Professor Ryan Fox. B-A-M-A-T-A. Yippee-ki-yay. Dreadlock holiday. Today, listeners, is an exciting show because, unusually, Glick and I have gone on an all-expenses-paid field trip. You join us today on the roof of CERN's Large Hadron Collider here in Switzerland. We were flown over specially on an easy jet flight. Remember to fly easy. You may or may not have noticed the increased sponsorship for today's show, but I'm hoping that this won't interfere with the quality Unfortunately, we weren't actually allowed into the premises here at CERN, so we're actually stood up on the roof. And looking down, I can't actually see the collider because it's built underground, but I really, I'm getting the sense that there's a lot of science going on around here. Now usually I would be using everyday household items like a Granny Smith apple to show you how the collider works, but today the kind people at Apple have provided me with an iPhone XX now this Apple iPhone XX represents an apple, which represents a proton. Now I'm going to accelerate this Apple iPhone XX acting as an apple, acting as a proton, against another fruit, an orange, which here is being projected by the new Apple MacBook Air. So as I fire the iPhone XX at the Apple MacBook Air, Imagine that it's actually an apple flying towards an orange, which is actually a proton flying towards another proton. I've launched the iPhone at the MacBook. Utter carnage. Now just imagine that that's actually the seeds of the apple and the pips of the orange which have broken apart, which is actually the building blocks of the protons which have come apart, such as the Higgs boson. Now it's at this point that I'd usually get some input from Glick, who'd usually be here within my watch. But the kind people at Apple have provided me with a brand new iWatch and unfortunately when I installed the recent update it completely wiped Glick's memory. So rest in peace Glick. But what I have got is the brand new iWatch Bruce. Bruce, do you have any input in the Collider experiment? Bruce, we can't broadcast that.
Wuppum Gangnam Style Wup Wup From the protein shake, now it's time to celebrate. Gary, Gary, flew up into outer space, helped the town with his good grace. Gary, we thank you, Gary. Gary, saved us from a life of fear, now he runs the stratosphere. Gary, Gary. Now he shed his earthly form, our food saviour has been reborn Gary Gary The Quick Smart Comedy Show, devised and performed by David and James with Dan Davis and Bethan Highgate Betts. Theme song by Karosh Oliver Floyd. For more information and content, visit soundcloud.com slash quicksmart and follow us on Twitter at quicksmartshow. Quicksmart Show.